What's up, long players? Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party. One question Monday. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records, joined by Jerry Chapman out of, and you just told me you moved. Your website still says Mount Airy, North Carolina. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You moved to Winston-Salem. Yes, which Jerry is not, Chapman not far, yeah. yeah. Out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm going to give a little, we're going to be listening to Jerry's uh, new song, another song about the river from Jerry's new EP. And what's the title of the EP? The EP is called East. Um, should I expound on that? Why it's called East or? Go ahead. It's not my, we're not counting it as my question, but please go, go ahead and expound. So I think I mentioned I'm, I'm working on a series of EPs. Um, and this, this EP is coming out next week, a week from today. Um, it's five songs, and they were all – well, so I, I play in a, in, a, in a band with some friends from Charlotte. One of the guys has a little place in Georgetown, South Carolina, which is a, a coastal town. It's near near Myrtle Beach. Um, and we go down there and play, and he's got this, this sweet little house that's on the Black River in Georgetown. Um, so over a couple of years, I had written a series of songs either yeah, – I either wrote them there at the river or wrote them about the river there so the this that's and and georgetown is east it's on the coast so it's east of us um i've started another project with a drummer friend of mine in new york that one would be called north um i started i've got four tracks um that i've started in san miguel day in day mexico um that'll be south so i'm not sure what the west is going to be yet it could who knows i like kind of leaving some space there and this is great news to me because you did tell me over email that there was a second EP, but I didn't know there was a third and potentially a fourth. So that's yes. exciting for me. Yeah. Because this is the first um uh, like studio official music you've put out. I think we calculated in 15 years. Yeah. And it's not that you haven't been busy writing a thousand songs and playing shows and um being a musician, but I'm excited for some new kind of studio Jerry me Chapman. Too. Yeah. Me too. So let me let me give a little background. I've known you a long time. Uh, your band, Life in General, used to come through Doan College, uh, where I went, and um, that was that was one of the highlights of the student life calendar at Doan. And then very quickly, I, maybe the second time you came through while I was there, uh, Scott and I started opening up for you. That mm-hmm. happened at least a couple times, and. You know, after that, at some point, uh, we've basically we've maintained an email friendship ever since. And I forget how that started, because. You know, at the at the time that life in general was coming through Doan, it was very much kind of a big brother. You were kind of the big brother a little bit in the in terms of the vibe. And so I don't know what caused me to reach out and just start chatting to you or whatever but yeah we've, we've emailed from time to time you're you're one of yeah. my best listeners when i put something out you know i'll hear something back from you which is super cool um i think all of us as musicians love that yeah uh, in fact nate and i were just talking about that last night as we were recording which listeners i think if i have the schedule right in my brain will not have heard yet when you hear this anyway um and you uh, did a song for me for the Mr. Ten 
compilation yeah. on Mr. Furious Records. And we're coming next year is Mr. 20. Oh, no. Already? Um, already, which wow. is crazy. And uh, Corey and I have started um, dreaming up kind of a wish list. You're on it, obviously. Done. Um, as, as far as an invitation, no one's obliged, of course, but um, uh, it would be fun to do a Mr. 20 again. And it may be a late, it may be a Mr. 21. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, but that time, works. Time is kind of fluid these days, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the background. I did, um, as I was revisiting, so I'm leading up to my question. As I was listening to some of your music again, which was wonderful. I did notice that you sit between uh, Jeremy Ennick and Jesse Ware on my iPod, which I think oh, is fun. That's good nice. company to be in. Yeah. Um, but my question, and I'm going to give you a couple examples to give you a second to think about it. My question is, how do you write your opening lines to songs? Slash, what makes a great opening line? Because mm. you have a lot of them. I'm going to run through a couple. Uh, Blue Sky Rider. Outside the county, she counted her curses. I've heard the stories, the clutching of purses. Um, and little bonus, purse, uh, purses comes back in a couple lines later as another oh, yeah. little piece of yeah. wordplay there. So that's super fun. Um, in another one of your modes about love, the taste of your sweet breath. The salt of morning tears. I got. I got to. I got to cop that. That's a cover, though. Ah, um, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So who do we credit for that? Uh, that's a great band called the Choir. Um, okay. They were a California band, but they live in Nashville now, um, and they're awesome. And they're so still, we're and they're still around. They're awesome. We're going to give you partial credit for editorial listening. That's right. I, on not that only one. can not only can I write a good first line, I can I can recognize a good first exactly. line exactly. Yeah, exactly. So another uh, Jerry example, learn to fly. Who wants to know when they're going to die? I mean, just right for the gut. Love mm. that. And the song we'll be playing at the end of this show. Um, another song about the river. No one needs another song about the river. A bunch of words about the blue sky and drinking wine at 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, it, it it brings me right into the scene. I know what that feels like. Yeah. I know I've got the sense memory of that. I can hear the insects. I can feel the wind. I can taste the wine. It's all there. So how do yeah. you write these opening lines? Oh, man. Um, I have the short answer is I have no idea. But that <laughs> but there is I really don't. I mean, and and not to get, you know, there's some people, songwriters, they're like they're all Zen They're like you know, it's just the words are out there, man. I'm just, you're just a receiver of that. And it's kind of true. I mean, you, you get lucky sometimes you just think about something. I, when I, I was looking to see if I had any sort of, cause, cause I'm in that songwriter club where sometimes we'll get a prompt um, to write a song about something or use this word or whatever. And I, I don't recognize a prompt, but I did notice that I wrote it in December of 2020. Um, okay. So we were, we were, you know, we weren't out of the pan pandemic. It wasn't, you know, was, and it was right before Christmas, I guess. Um, yeah, so that was pretty deep in the depths and like a turbulent time as people were figuring out what yeah. they were comfortable with as far as Christmas plans. Yeah. Um, but the, the phrase, no one needs another song about that, I have no idea why I said that. But now they're, they're, I really don't. I mean, I, it wasn't like, 
I wasn't mad at songs about rivers and nobody was mad at me for writing songs about rivers. Um, but the, the drinking wine at 3am there, and there is on, on one other song, um, on the EP, there's a reference to the, to the 2am wine club or the 3am mm. wine club. This band I play in will do, um, you know, it's funny when, when life in general was playing, you know, we'd go back to the, you know, the, the, Crete Motor Lodge or wherever we stayed and, you know, right. and, and maybe get some PBRs or something like that. But this band, you know, they're all, we're, we're adults now, you know, sort of. Um, and one of the guys, the guy that has the, this house down there, we'll finish a gig, you know, a little bar and we'll all go back. And, and he's a, he's a wine connoisseur. Um, and he, he's very generous and, and always breaks out the, the best stuff for his friends. Good and, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's, our, our post gig routine has changed um, since the uh, um, since the early days. You know, so in, instead of PBR, it's nice nice red wine sitting on a on a you know rocking chair by the the river. Um, three a.m. is still extremely respectable. I I don't see three a.m. very often. No, we don't either. <laughs> we don't either. Um, but uh, but usually usually we'll try to we'll try to at least at least at two a.m. And, and usually, you know, the one thing that hasn't changed is, is our ability to, to, to fool ourselves. You know, we'll go back, we're like, we're just going to have, you know, just one glass in bed by, by midnight. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, God, it's three, but it's, it's time well spent. So. Do you have, I'm going to count this as a, as kind of a follow on, but do you, is it different every time or do you have kind of a, uh, a process that you use, do you always start at the first line of the song and write through, or do you mix around or how does it come to you? I think it usually is some sort of theme, but I think it more often than not, maybe the, the first line of either the first line of the song or some sort of lyric that becomes the chorus, you know, mm -hmm. um, which I guess are the two things that, you know, not to discount, you know, a good bridge or, you know, a great third verse, but the two things that can hook you, you know, are the, you know, the start of the song and then, you want the chorus to be, be there. So it's, it usually is that this song certainly was, was started with the first line. Top down. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I noticed it's cool that you say that because I, as I was listening specifically for some first lines to pick out as examples, I definitely noticed that, you know, if the first line didn't super jump out at me, often the first line of the chorus would, mm. And so I didn't yeah. pull any of those as examples. I kept the examples like very literally the first line of the song, but I I noticed that in my listening. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to I want to clarify the timeline. We're recording on June 14th. I think this we said this episode is going to come out on June 26th. So I think that means the EP is out. Is that right? It's not out. It, but yes, by the time this airs or whatever. Right. When this airs, when people hear it, the EP will be out. And where can people hear it and buy it? It will be on all the the usual services. Um, I'm not I'm not pressing CDs for this one. I think that um, I think I mean, I think I, I, I do still like CDs. For some things, and as somebody who plays live, I want to have at least a small batch of CDs in case somebody wants it. But it'll be yeah on all the streaming services for sure. All the streaming, cool. Band, I've got a Bandcamp page; it'll be on there. Um, yeah, and we'll link it, to all that. Are you? Will you allow me a bonus question? Yes, I will. Of course. <laughs> can, I, can, I, 
Can I tell you my second favorite open li- opening line from the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, so there's uh, another song about about that beach and that river and the, the people down there. But the, the line is, um, "They say you don't need music on the beach, but I can't see how it hurts." Because mm. I read, I read it was one of those lists of you know life lessons. Was like if if you need music on a beach, you're doing it wrong. I'm like I get that, right? I mean, yeah. But um, but I was like, but also you know, a good Almond Brothers tune can go a long way to helping you enjoy your white claw, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love the line because that perfectly, you're capturing both the original sentiment there and kind of your response to it or yeah. the, the, yeah. the alternate, the, the other side of that coin. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, so what's your follow up question? Sorry. Yeah. Here's, here's my cheat question. And this, uh, I'm going to give a little background on this too. I'll give it, I'll ask the question and then give the background to give you a second to think about it. The cheat question is tell me about the bass rig on making God laugh. Cause there's some gnarly bass tones oh, on yeah. that record. And honestly, that those bass tones have been more influential to me personally than you may realize in terms of you know, McCartney style, a really active bass line and a distorted mm-hmm. bass, a moderately distorted bass line paired with cleaner guitars yeah. to make a a band sound that has like this wonderful mix of aggression and a more vintage, like it's not like full on Foo Fighters, alt rock or whatever, right? you know? And that's, I mean you can trace that formula through what I've done all the way through to fight songs, right? That's what fight songs is, is that that type of approach to making the bass, the, the driving instruments Mm -hmm. and letting the guitars be cleaner, maybe be jazzier and chimier and do some other things that they can't do if they're super distorted. Yeah. So what do you remember about the bass rig on, Making so God I laugh. certainly played my my Music Man bass, which is is sitting right over there. Um, All right, it's a uh, nineteen eighty something. I mean, it's I, I'm not a tech guy, so I don't know, but it's a really cool bass and it sounds awesome. And um, at the time, so so bass was my first sort my first instrument really playing in a, in a band that was any good. I mean, I you know like any kid, I picked up guitar and learned how to play you know, dust in the wind or blackbird or whatever, you know, and, but then I figured, you know, if you, if you can play bass, then you get, you're going to get the gig more often. You know? Right. You can work. Um, so I was playing in an alt rock band and I played the music band and I had this, it was an Ampeg V4 head and it was a guitar head because there is a V4B for bass, but it was V4 and I had a little Mesa Boogie 210 and this 18 inch speaker and a big scoop. The whole thing was six feet tall. It was ridiculous. Um, but it sounded Awesome. Now I can't remember what I used on the recording. Um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, that might've been a time that was like 2000. So might've been a time where you still kind of bring in stuff and I mean, there wasn't modeling amps or computer stuff back then. So I probably, it was probably that V4 head with probably the, just the Mesa Boogie 210. Wow. Um, so you would have had to crank that head. Yeah. Yeah. And now Would I might've, I might have used some fuzz fuzz boxes. I can't I can't remember. Uh, no, I don't think I did. I mean, because it, it's not really that kind of fuzz. 
It's, it doesn't strike me as super fuzzy. I mean, I'm surprised. So I've actually got a V4. I won't turn the camera, but oh, wow. I've got a V4 over here. Um, and it, it's so goddamn loud. I mean, it's loud. Yes, and it's so, heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. It's yeah. so heavy. It's like 80 pounds, maybe. Yeah. Um, and to get the to get the grind on some of those tunes, I mean, you would have really had to smash yeah. it. Yeah. But maybe, and maybe with the tens, I mean, yeah, maybe, or maybe yeah. it's tape, you know, maybe there's a lot of, was it done to tape? Was there a lot of tape saturation? Yeah. Maybe. I think so. That could be um, part of it. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I was using a fuzz box or anything, but, but it's, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I haven't listened to that record. I don't love that record a lot. I like parts of it. I was yeah. still kind of, I was still kind of learning how to sing and, Everything is a little stiff, but it's it's not awful. Um, but that is interesting. I do like that sound of the fuzz bass with acoustic guitars. You know. Yeah. It's, well, in life in general, you would mess around with a phaser and some different effects yeah. in life in general too. But I I will ride for making God laugh. I I think it's really good. And I I mean I hear you maybe on a couple of the tunes. I, I mean, I don't hear it myself, I, but I can imagine how you as the artist, you know, yeah. maybe say, ah, this could have been a different way yeah. or whatever. But I really love that record a lot. And yeah. I encourage people to check it out because it's a nice I'm really glad it's a piece of the the overall mix of your discography. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a scrappy little record. It was done really quick. I played everything on it and it was done really quickly. Um as I recall, it was just like there were a couple of days where, you know, maybe the band had time off and that I was like, well, let's just, let's just go in the studio. And <laughs> so it's like, I think it was two or three days, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I love that about it. I love stuff that's done fast and that's kind of scrappy yeah. and yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you for answering my bonus question. Of course. Uh, listeners, you are going to hear Jerry's new song, another song about the river off the EP East, which you can hear now on all the streaming platforms. Uh, grab it at Jerry's Bandcamp, which I will link in the show notes. And until next time, this has been One Question Monday on the Long Play Listening Party. Later. No one needs another song about the river. Bunch of words about the blue sky And drinking wine at 3 a.m. We're all tired of all the songs That mention sunshine Playing frisbee on the beach I know I'm right, but then again We can always be reminded Of the things that make life work So easy to be grateful Sometimes we won't So many hidden treasures No such thing as guilty pleasures Either like it or you don't Playing songs on the stage or on the back porch Even when we move it online A good investment of your time There's no shame in feeling joy for just the small things Like the way the water moves I could be wrong, but I don't mind We can always be reminded Of the things that make life work So easy to be grateful Sometimes we won't So many hidden treasures No such thing as guilty pleasures You 
either like it or you don't About the blue sky and drinking wine at 3 a.m. 